Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast bonus bonus episode. I don't know why they're called that, but they're called that. We'll probably think of a different name, but what better way to describe it? Because we already have a bonus episode for this month, and this is an additional bonus. It. I'm voting for Film Club at the movies because we actually saw a movie at the movies. I mean, you act like we never go see movies at the movies. Well, this is a like recent release, you know. If I think if anyone goes back to 99% of our catalog, it's all movies from like 20, 30 years ago. Uh, the Batman, we saw that at the movies twice. Yes, but today we're talking about a different Batman. We're talking about Renfield. With his Batman, Dracula. Exactly. This is directed by Chris McKay. This stars Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage playing Renfield and Dracula. Count Dracula. Uh, this is coming out soon? This is coming out technically today, April 14th. Yes. I mean, we're recording this on what? Like the 8th? Yes. Yeah. We we really got to see an advanced screening of this. Wish we could have gone to the premiere, but we would have had to have gone to New York. So um, We did get to see this. The director was there. He did a Q&A after. The... We're not going to go too deep into that one. Yeah. The director, the producer, and the... Uh, composer. The composer. Thank you. But that was the environment we saw it in. It was a packed showing, so we saw it in a real like theater environment. Yeah. What made it cool was we actually got to see it on the UC- USC campus at their film school. Uh, our first time there, and you're not kidding, just that experience with seeing it, people our age, really elevated the experience of the movie. Yes, and I think that's going to be something I want to talk about. Um, But before we get into it, because we're going to get a little spoilery in this, so out of the gate, I want your thought on the movie should somebody go and see it be you know be a little tight what do you what do you think yeah so instead of you know our other episodes where we save it towards the very end i give it two thumbs up run to the theater fly to the theater you know carefully if you're a bat not human whatever but yeah you know i highly recommend this movie uh this is right up my alley horror comedy uh yeah it was such a good time okay so I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. There is nothing bad in the movie. Uh, if people have a comment of being like, oh, it looks goofy or whatever, I'm like, that, that's what you bought the ticket for. Yeah, you know, that... It is a lot of fun. Uh, it's gory, really gory. and um, <laughs> But like not super gory where it's like, you know. It's cartoony. Yeah. It, it's not like, ew, gross, you know, gore. It's, you know, funny gore. Yes, and I think this movie really benefits from seeing it in a theater. Yes. And I would recommend, if you do want to see this, even if you're mildly interested, 100% go and see it. Nick Cage has never given a bad performance. Never. And this is a really good one. And Nicholas Holt is so fucking fun in this movie. And Aquafina, I have not <laughs> seen her in anything else, and she is great in this movie. So I would really recommend going and see it. If you want to see it, seen in a theater with a bunch of other nerds and kind of give in to the insanity. Uh, other horror fans, you know, because, yeah, you know, we were able to count, like, the number of times we've gone and seen movies in theaters and actually got really good crowd reaction. And with this movie, the crowd did not disappoint. And it was so fun to be with people that, you know, were interested in the same things that we were and were, you know, laughing at the same times that we were laughing. And yeah, I mean, I really love this movie. But that is our initial thoughts. Now we're going to get into a little bit more of a spoilery territory and kind of talk more in depth about 
our thoughts or other things related to the movie. So Yes, if, if you haven't seen it yet, pause right here, go to the theater, watch it, come right back and listen to our spoilers. But if you don't want to, this is what the movie's about. Yes. <clears throat> Robert Montague Renfield is seeking help over his toxic relationship with the darkly flamboyant Count Dracula, who has completely ruined Renfield's life the last 90 years. It'd be like that sometimes. It happens. But after a chance encounter with a dedicated detective, dedicated detective. Ooh, that was a rough one. That's, that's rough. Rebecca, who is looking to take down the Lobo crime family and the corrupt department she works for. Renfield finds the courage to leave Dracula after being inspired by Rebecca. But unfortunately, Dracula doesn't take the breakup well and goes on a rampage that only ran... Ren, Ren Renfield Renfield that no. only Renfield can stop and that's something interesting because I didn't see any trailers for the movie right? yeah I I tried to keep you pretty much in the dark in the dark I watched everything that came out so I went in completely blind and I was under the assumption that I was like okay this is going to be one of those Nick Cage movies where He's really good in it, but everyone else is kind of phoning it in, or maybe the script's not all the way there, and I'm really happy that it was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Any going to win an Oscar, the script's not uh, a masterpiece by any means. But if you want, like, a fun roller coaster, a comedy, a, a horror movie, this pretty well works. I think it's a masterpiece in the horror genre. In the horror comedy genre. Uh, I mean... Evil Dead 2, American Werewolf of London, the titans of the industry. And that was actually Nicolas Cage and Chris McKay's, you know, kind of goals that they were setting for this horror comedy was an American Werewolf in London where they wanted to keep it where it's horror, but you could still get a good laugh out of it. Yeah. Um, and this is a weird movie to kind of talk about because it is so off the wall in certain points and there's like some big action beats going on oh, in the movie yeah. um and it's you know the movie's pretty tight it's 93 minutes long mm -hmm. so we're gonna try and talk a little bit more around the movie because i wanted to know your your thoughts on this the nick and nick connection i loved it you, you loved it absolutely loved it and this was their second time working together uh, the first time i think nick holt was like 14 yeah he was like way younger this was what, what, when was the movie that they worked on? Uh, it was called The Weatherman. It came out in 2005, and Nick played Nicolas Cage's son in the movie. And, you know, Nick Holt has said that, you know, Nick Cage has been, like, one of his big inspirations for being an actor. And I had seen a recent interview where, you know, they, they asked the two of them, you know, who are your inspirations? And Nick Holt was like, you still are, and you still kind of intimidate me. And Nick Cage was like, really? You know, we've worked together. He's like... Yeah, dude, you still kind of scare me a little bit. <laughs> well, that's the power of Cage, right? Of Cageula, yes. Yes, because Nick Cage, right? Yes. Is one of those actors where he'll give you 110%, but he's giving you 100%, 110% of Nick Cage, right? Yeah. And it's a thing where he has a lot of, like, energy, and he's and he swings for the fences. The guy has no boundaries. Mm -mm. Like, he does not care if you think he's a, a crazy person or a bad actor. He has a he has choices he's making in the Dracula in this that he's portraying is different. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you're wearing your Bela Lugosi Dracula shirt oh, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. One of the many. Yes. One of the many. And Bela Lugosi as Dracula is the reason the Dracula movie from 1931 works. Yes. Right. 
Like, the movie itself is, like, okay, but Bela Lugosi is what sells it. I love the movie. I, I know you do, all right? It has Bela Lugosi in it. But Nick Cage isn't really playing Bela Lugosi Dracula. He's not even really playing Christopher Lee Dracula. He's playing something else. Yeah, he's his own, you know, fusion of all these Draculas, even though he's supposed to be the Dracula from 1931, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Which is a fun little twist on the movie that I didn't realize was part of it because Mm -hmm. there's a part in the movie, and it might be my favorite part, where Renfield is talking to Rebecca and explaining to her, like, oh, Dracula, what he was, like, how Mm -hmm. they met. And it does a flashback to 1931's Dracula, the Todd Browning's Dracula, and it's shot-for-shot recreations that at certain points I'm like, are they just, like photoshopping in like their faces their faces on top of the actors because it's too close to be a recreation and also the thing i realized that um nicholas cage very modern looking actor could probably not pull off you know working in hollywood in 1931 nicholas holt on the other hand he might be a fucking time traveler he fit too fucking well into those um recreations yeah i mean i loved that whole 1931 sequence that was my favorite part of the film Mm -hmm. but nicholas holt as renfield putting him in exactly where dwight fry was in the movie was you know i got the chills when i was watching it because i was like this is just a little too spot on I'm like, and and the thing is, they don't look at all alike. They look nothing alike, but just him in those scenes. I was just like, yeah, I could totally believe this is like one of those Mandela effects where it's like, you know, was this really Dwight Fry the whole time, or has Nicholas Holt always been here as Renfield? It's it's almost like in Bohemian Rhapsody, right, where Rami Malek's Mm -hmm. playing um, uh, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. So my sister, we went to go see the movie together, right? Me, my sister, my brother, because we all like Queen, we're gonna go see the movie, right? And afterwards, she's like, you know, Rami Malek looks a lot like Freddie Mercury. He really, you know, Mm -hmm. gets it. And then she looked at a picture of the actual Freddie Mercury, and they look fucking nothing alike. Yeah. They are on polar opposite ends of the looking alike department. And that's the same thing with Nicholas Holt and Dwight Fry. They look nothing alike. But in those recreations and also in Nicholas Holt's performance in those, it's too close and it really tricks your brain into mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, no, these are the guys from like fucking 1931. Like they're just 90 something years old. It's fine. He has I magic mean, powers. You have that iconic, iconic cinematography of, you know, Dwight Fry at the end of the staircase in the ship. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just looking laughing up at and, that smile. And he's just, you know, completely deranged. And Nicholas Holt also does it. And it's like, wow, like, you know, you nailed it. But I mean, this also helps that this is a universal movie. So they were able to tap into, you know, the actual universal footage from Dracula. Mm. So it's not like, you know, they had to recreate it and put brand new actors uh, like the theater scene where Dracula appears to Mina and her other friends and her fiance. You actually have those actors from the 1931 film. And it's just Nicolas Cage coming out and taking the spot of Bela Lugosi. And it's like, it works. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where the movie is in love with its own concept. Yeah. And you have, like, going into the movie, you're going to have to, like, get on board with the joke right yeah. away. The joke being that, oh, what if Renfield and Dracula were just in this horribly horrible toxic relationship like a bad boyfriend and girlfriend, and Renfield wanted to break up? Yeah. And that that is the gag of the movie. And it's interesting because 
I think this originally was supposed to be part of that universal dark universe it thing. It was. And with like the Invisible Man movie, that movie is like kind of the same thing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the Invisible Man is gaslighting Elizabeth Moss and she's like, I got to leave him because he's a monster. And everyone's like, but he's so rich and nice and, and, and you know, hot. Like He's he, attractive. Yeah. How could he be a horrible boyfriend? And I'm like, is is that the dark universe's methodology of we're just going to make all of them about toxic relationships well it's also you know the dark universe was supposed to you know revive these monsters that people have you know grown to love over the decades that that became keech yeah and you know with the tom cruise movie that kind of imploded that you know it made them kind of work and say hey you know this movie is going to be about said monster but we're going to take a focal point on you know someone that we would consider a supporting character so we're putting the monster as a supporting character instead of the star of the movie. So that's why, you know, it's Renfield and it's not Dracula. Just yeah. like the Invisible Man, it's about Kate Moss's character and not the Invisible Man. Is it Kate Moss or Elizabeth Moss? Elizabeth Moss, sorry. Okay, it's one of them. I yeah, know. it's Elizabeth Moss, sorry. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, the Dark Universe thing, like, we speculated a lot on this when mm-hmm. it was kind of happening. And then, you know, yeah, the Marvel movie, or not the Marvel movie, the, the Mummy. Mummy the Mummy movie came out and just kind of washed all those thoughts and ideas kind of out the window. Yeah. And, you know, the Invisible Man movie was like, oh, this is cool. And I don't know if that's still a thing Universal wants to pursue of having this interconnected monsters universe because Invisible Man works great as a standalone movie. Yeah. Renfield works really well as a standalone movie, and those two movies do not operate in the same shared universe. Even though it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the 31 film. Yeah, and I think it's weird because tonally, the 31 film and this movie are completely different. Yeah. A hundred thousand percent different. That's why I, I think the movie is really inventive in that because it's trying to reinvent people's idea of Dracula mm-hmm. and what that mythos can be because most Dracula movies, most vampire movies are kind of the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. It's almost like zombie movies where, oh, Dracula is the dark seducer of these innocent people and then he's going to try and, you know, get the big-breasted British girl and turn her into one of his brides, and then some, you know, square-jawed hero is going to have to come in and kill Dracula mm-hmm. before the sun comes up. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking vampire movies. Yeah. And I think this is fun, you know, changing it up to being, no, it's Renfield, who is Dracula's servant and has been Dracula's servant in all these other incarnations, mm-hmm. has to save the day. And also, like, Dracula doesn't really give a shit about any singular victim in the movie which is cool yeah i mean dracula is just on a power trip to take over the world with renfield that that post a note you know with renfield yeah you know world domination by dracula and renfield i mean that was hilarious there's a lot of good gags in the movie yeah but i mean i love the lore of this dracula Mm -hmm. because you know every vampire movie there's always certain lore what they can do what they can't do we have Dracula that can not only heal people with his blood, he could also revive the dead with his blood, which was interesting. Mm. I loved that we go back to the classic, he has to be invited in, which was one of the great gags of the movie when he gets into Renfield's apartment. And he has a welcome, Matt. Welcome, come on in. And it's just, you know, I love those little, you know, nuances and attention to detail for, you know, vampire films. Yeah, and it is funny because, I mean, we talked about Blazing Saddles not too long ago. Yeah. 
And that, you know, we were talking about like subtle jokes and gags and Mm -hmm. stuff inside of, you know, that movie that's playing jokes on the Western genre. This is playing a lot of jokes on tropes and cliches of vampire films. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing about Renfield that really struck me because people are saying, oh, it's a horror comedy. I'm like, this is a straight up comedy. Yeah. It is not like a horror film. It's gory. It's it's like more like an action movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There's no horror elements really in the movie. I it's, mean, Dracula. Were you scared of Nick Cage's Dracula at mm-hmm. any point? No, I see, wanted to give him a hug. See, so it's a comedy. But that's my thing. This it's still a horror comedy. Sure, it's playing with horror tropes and making fun of it. Yeah, but going into the movie, I think this works really well. Going in with the expectation that it's a straight comedy more than, oh, I'm going to get a little scared. I'm going to get a little laughs and it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's it's way more in the lines of being a um, living Looney Tunes episode. Yeah. With Dracula and gore and blood. And, you know, you've got the, the Lobos gang who is, you know, just they're donating all these people that Renfield could kill in a cool way. Yes. It does give um, it, it's it's almost like those John Wick movies where they're like. Why do they keep throwing mountains and mountains of nameless henchmen at John Wick? They know they're going to die. And it's like, well, it's because it's fun for the movie. It's fun yeah. to see Keanu Reeves annihilate like 15 dudes in a nightclub. And that's what Renfield does with, you know, his supercharged bugs that he eats. And, you know, my God, he turns into a cool killing machine. He turns into Wolverine. Yeah, it's awesome. Wolverines. I mean, how many arms did we see get pulled off in this movie? A lot. He uses arms as spears at one point, which is cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and but again, that's one of the funny things about the the movie is that it is so over the top. Yeah, they're like I I would say it's tongue in cheek, but the tongue is pushed out of the cheek. Like oh, it yeah. is. The movie is having so much fun with with everything that's going on in the movie, and yeah, I. Honestly, I'm just trying to like come up with you know interesting things to say about it other than it's a lot of fun, it's wacky as hell, and I really liked it. The the movie feels like it's a low budget kind of slapstick movie. Like it has a very like like low budget aesthetic where it's like it's just a couple of people come together and just fucking going wild, but it's it has enough polish on it that you have like real actors giving like real performances mm-hmm. so it's not schlock but it's definitely in love with schlocky movies yeah which is a really weird dichotomy going on here i mean i'm i guess i'll just reiterate i'm just surprised it cost 86 million dollars i thought this was like a 20 30 40 oh, no. million and then it kind of got boosted no but, no you know. i i knew this was going to be a big a big budget item um i know that they had been trying to get this made it took a while because, you know, the, the whole Dark Universe thing tanking. But you've got, you know, Nick Cage. You've got Nicholas Holt. You've got Aquafina. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a big movie. Mm. And, I mean, I know it's only, you know, coming out today, nationwide, worldwide. but I Whatever think, wide. Whatever wide. But I think it's going to do really well in the theater. I mean, I think it's going to do well because of that Nick Cage mystique and Nicholas Holt's definitely had a big career comeback with the the great right because the great he was in warm bodies um well he was in warm bodies what like 10 years ago yeah he was he just recently did the menu did that come out yeah he did he did do the menu that was like last year but it was like it it was in oscar contention but that's the thing like nick holt definitely has a lot more of like 
you know, he he didn't go away, but he started working in like smaller stuff, and now he's working in things that are getting like bigger attention. Yeah, wasn't he in? Um, I can't think of what it is. Uh, you like the those movies, uh, <laughs> the the superhero ones. Um, oh, the X Men movies. X Men. There you go. I I mean, yeah, he was um, Beast in X Men mm-hmm. First Class, I think. But again, that was a few that was a few years ago. But it's a thing where like you know the Nick and Nick connection is definitely going to get people into the theater. Yeah. And I think they'll be happy with what they get. It's not going to be something that they're going to be surprised about. Like, oh, it's Nick Cage playing Dracula. It's going to be a wild movie, right? Like, Nick Cage is going to go fucking wild. And Nicholas Holt is going to, like, get into the whole Nick Cage wild man persona or something like that. And it's going to be fun. You get the range of Nick Holt where he's just... I, I can't stand Dracula anymore. I, I got to break up with him and he falls in love with Rebecca and he's, you know, seeking help with this support group. And it's like, he is trying to change. And then we get backstory on Renfield that, you know, cause in the movie, we just see that he is there as um, a real estate agent to help Dracula. Oh, for the 31 film. For the 31 film. Yeah. And in the, the book, it's been a long time since I read the book, but it's basically his diary. So, you know, you you learn more through there, and it was stuff that I forgot. But in the movie, you learn that he was married, he did have a child, and basically he left them because he got, he was greedy. You know, Dracula was, offered him the world, and he took it. He know? was seduced by this power that Dracula presented, and we're seeing this resent and this guilt of you know, wow, what would have happened if I had you know maybe not been so greedy and wanted more money for my family. If I didn't leave my good relationship for the exciting one that was abusive, things would have gone better. Yeah. Which is an interesting arc for Renfield. You know, he's playing this kind of abused, you know, character in this relationship. And it's very, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. I I mean, granted, it's horrible. But it's very nice to see Nick Holt actually give it, like, uh, some respect. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like... Because it's a ridiculous, like, funny concept of, like, oh, you know, Dracula and Renfield as this, you know, couple. But he's giving it, like, a a real actor's try. Yeah, there's heart in it. It's not just, you know, oh, this was great the entire time, you know, I'm laughing my ass off. It's like, no, there's actual sadness there. And, you know, you kind of see, you know, why Dracula's so pissed off and so hurt. And then you see why Renfield's also, you know, equally hurt and just determined to move on and to be his own person and not just, you know... What what else can I get for you, Count Dracula? Yeah. Um, so I hit all my little notes here. You know, we didn't see it all that, you know, long ago and I had to had to write my stuff down real quick. Well, Do you I, have anything else you wanted to get yeah, to? Yeah, I think we have to talk about Rebecca. Yes, played by Aquafina, who I hadn't seen in anything else. I know she was in like Crazy Rush Agents and she's Which I recommend. Yeah, and I know she's um been in a you know, a fair amount of stuff recently. I just yeah. haven't caught her yet. I really liked her in this. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't sure how her character was going to pan out in the movie. Uh, I mean, she did phenomenal, but I wasn't sure, you know, are they going to be love interests? Um, Is she going to be the hero in the movie? And I mean, yeah, I mean, she's a hero through and through. Uh, We learned that her father was killed in the line of duty. Her sister is also, you know, in... um, She has the most generic, I'm a good cop working for a corrupt law enforcement agency. It, that is in, like, every one of these, like, action movies where it's, like, Steven Seagal is the only good cop on the force in the New Orleans PD, and then he has to fight everyone to save the day. Like, she has that backstory. She, she does. She has the Steven Seagal backstory. She does. And then, she, it, but it's, you know, like, breaking the fourth wall where she's like, 
hello, you know, I have mountains of evidence and witnesses here that saw this. And they're just like, yeah, but um, I think you were rude to the guy. So we're going to let him go and just pretend it didn't happen. So yeah. it's like I loved having, you know, that aspect where the police there are completely bought out by this crime family that lives to a cartoonish level. Yes. To to a level where I'm like, not even in New York, they, they are this bad. It, it kicks back to Hot Fuzz. Where, you know, Simon Pegg's, you know, running the, not running, but he's part of this, you know, um, police station in the small town thinking, you know, well, that's kind of odd that all these accidents are happening. And just, you know, the higher ups are, oh, yeah, you know, nothing bad ever happens here. Just lots of tragic accidents. And it's, you know, him like, I know I'm not crazy. I know things are happening. And that's Rebecca in this movie. She's like, hey, this can't be a coincidence. Why are we giving, you know, these gang members just, you know you know, slap on the wrist and letting them go and, you know, commit these, tra- you know, tragic, horrible things. I mean, she's a hero through and through. And she, yes, she's she's just really funny in the she's movie. She's very funny. I love her and Renfield's, you know, interactions with each other because he's just kind of, you know, over the moon in love with her. And she's just kind of like, you I got nice. You're nice. You're cute. Thank you for bringing me flowers. But I have, you know, a whole crisis to take over because the city is just in disarray well yeah i liked renfield i loved renfield i mean i can't wait to watch it again uh, i'm definitely going to go back to the theater and watch it and see. Give, give it another shot well i mean not give it another shot but i want to see you know if we get another audience reaction like we did this first time mm. yeah because we did see it in a preview screening so those people are a little more like tuned to what's going on but if you wanted to go see it, I would recommend it and definitely see it in a the theater. I don't know how well this would play on, on Netflix without a group of friends. Oh, but, it'll be on Peacock. Or Yeah, or play on Peacock without a group of friends. So go see it in the theater. But Boo, anything else? We finally got a Rebecca in the Universal Monsters universe. Yes, I'm so pumped. <laughs> All right. But if they wanted to catch up with us, where can they go? If you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google podcasts and youtube you can go to our youtube channel the film vault that's the film vault on youtube like comment subscribe and check out all the cool slideshows i come up with for our episodes but if you want to follow us on social media you can go to you can go to the film club podcast on instagram where we post daily stories upcoming events uh, upcoming episodes random adventures we go on and with that the blood bag throne was awesome you have to admit it okay yeah there's a blood bag thrown in this and it's pretty fucking cool so cool it, it gives game of thrones run for its money it does it's awesome <laughs> all right everybody see you next week bye <laughs>